0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another episode of the Steelers Hangover. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I'm the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. With me, as always, are my two good buddies. It's Tony DeFeo and Shannon White. Tony,
1: good evening. Good evening, Brian. Good evening, Shannon. I hope you guys are doing well. I am trying to do well. Shannon, how are you? I'm
0: doing well. (laughs) That was kind of a gasp of doing well. And so, yeah, that's kind of the way today felt. Today was that first Monday of the fall that was cold and dreary, and it seemed like a Steeler losing Monday, and it didn't feel good whatsoever. And after what was witnessed on the north side of Pittsburgh yesterday with the Steelers losing, batting down the hatches, as Gorilla Monsoon used to say, because it is going to be, I'll throw in a Jim Ross, a slobber knocker today, because nobody is happy. Well, there might be some people happy. There are uh, those very few and far between Jets fans, but <laughs> let's talk about the Steelers because that's who we are and what we need to do. And let me remind you first that you can find all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs, whatever is going on, right here on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. I hope you had a chance to check out winners and losers today with Jeff Hartman on Let's Ride. I hope you had a chance to check out last evening. The post-game show from Jeff Hartman, myself, and you know his name, Dave Schofield. And then my show this morning, Bad Language. There was a lot of bad language today as we're trying to get through this whole thing. So what we're going to try to do is have the hangover together. If you know this, the hangover show is set for that 24-hour reaction It's, you know, you had some time to think about it, but sometimes you're still riding high from that win, as we have here in Steeler Nation. We've been riding low from that loss and just uh, feeling face down in the gutter like some hangovers actually go. So we're going to talk about the Steelers game yesterday. We're going to let everybody vent out there. Feel free to vent the way you want, of course. You know, we will respect your opinion, of course. You respect ours because they're all going to be completely different. There's different levels of fandom and there's different (laughs) levels of optimism. Let's just put it that way. So, first of all, I'm going to start this off first with Tony Defio. What was your knee-jerk reaction after that game
1: ended 24-20? to I I mean, I thought it was the third game in a row that they could have won and they let, kind of let slip away. That's, that's my, my initial reaction. Um, when you have a 20 to 10 lead in the fourth quarter, uh, you're supposed to, you're if you have a good defense, you're supposed to be able to, uh, hold that lead, especially against a quote unquote an inferior opponent. So that's, that's my, my, my feeling is, is they, they, you know, everything, all the, all the emotions riding high with you know, bringing in the rookie quarterback, pick it. And you know, they, they get a 20 to 10 lead and he made some mistakes, but still you have a 20 to 10 lead. Uh you're supposed to close that out. And they and they didn't do that. Shannon,
0: how did you feel when the clock struck zero?
2: I'm already down with the sickness. I called a bad case. <laughs> I've got a case of Kenny picketitis. I'm I'm still, you can tell, I'm just feeling the energy and the enthusiasm. That he was brought back to the Still City. Uh, win, lose, or draw. They couldn't keep doing what they were doing. Uh, over two years of boring, you know, just <clears throat> predictable football. Pickett brought the excitement and the enthusiasm back. You can see it on his teammates, you can see it in the stadium, you could feel it at home sitting on your couch. I am excited about this positive move in the right direction. Now, there will be growing pains. But this is a rebuilding team. This team was not winning the Super Bowl this year. was not going to happen. You know, we got to be realist here. That, that was the pipe dream. It was last year as well. But now they are at least heading in the right direction. You see Pickett, how he processes, how much quicker he is, how much more confident. How You know, he, he just goes through his progression so much faster. The throw he made to Firemuth, Trubisky would have took a sack right there. He'd have never got rid of that ball. In the first half, the reason they made the change in the first place was Trubisky, if that first read wasn't there, he was turtling up and taking sacks, three of them. And every one of them that he could have got rid of the ball or went out of the pocket, you've seen the difference with Pickett. All those interceptions, including Trubisky's, was not their fault. Holy! When ball, you, these guys can make these incredible one-handed catches. When it hits you in both hands, you should be able to catch it. Or at least make sure the other team don't. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to put, give them, resolve them for the interceptions, but they definitely wouldn't all their faults either, but at least he is trying to do something and he's bringing excitement back to the Steelers' offense.
0: Tony, there is a whole lot of excitement. There was when KP eight walked through the door and then on the post game show, there's a lot of people talking about, well, the Steelers can go ahead and get that quarterback next year, which I you know, I just said that I would respect everybody's opinion, but come on, that is probably not what you're going to do. This is a guy that fans have been screaming for. Can he have a little bit of growing pains?
1: Of course, yeah, he's like, he, he, you know i I've always been an advocate of, and this goes back ten years of you, when once Ben is gone, you bring in a guy in the first round if one's uh um, you know worthy of a first round pick. And, and you throw him in there. And, and if he's, if he's not like totally, you know, lost and, and, and let him grow with the team. So, you know, it was a great, it was a great moment. I mean, it was a great moment. I was watching with my uncle and and uh, just before that, he said to me, man, we were dreading this, uh, this era for a long time. And here we are, you know, when they were still struggling before, before we, we had any clue that Pickett was going to be thrown into that game. So, you know, it was exciting. It was exciting. And, 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 you know, uh, I think they, they, they signed Trubisky uh, as an insurance policy, not knowing that they would have a shot at the top quarterback or, or any of the quarterbacks at the, at the, with the 20th pick. And uh, you know, at the very least they figured he would get him through the first season, but without Ben. but once once uh, uh, you, you draft a picket that signaled their their you know, what, what their intentions were and it was just a matter of time. And uh, now, that, now that he's in there, you know, I think it's 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 time to go full speed ahead with, with their future with Kenny Pickett.
0: I honestly don't think that the his fellow players would play any different for him than they would for Mitch Trubisky. However, I felt the energy rise in the stadium from the fans, and I feel like it hit the players as well, and they hit that second level as well. Do you feel it was just the energy brought on by the fans or the fact that the future is finally here, that the inevitable was just delayed? That is the reason why things started to pick up, Shannon. You have to believe in you before anybody
2: else can be expected to believe in you. Pickett believes in himself. You see it in the way he carries himself. When he played the softball game, he steps up to the plate more than any of the other players. And he had a look on his face like, man, I'm just so cool, man. I know what I'm getting ready to do. I'm going (laughs) to get a tater out of here. I mean, the guy has that. He exudes that. You listen to all the players today talking when they had a chance to be interviewed. They're talking about, we believe in him. He's a great player. He's going to be great. There's going to be mistakes, but they believe in him. That is part of the battle, is getting guys to believe in you. They already do. P- Pickens was so excited when Pickens came in the game. Claypool, Johnson, Firemuth. Uh Pickens and Firemuth's games elevated instantly once he come in. And, you know, Tomlin has got to see that. I mean, I've seen it in the preseason, but I understood, you know, the worry because the offensive line, Looks so you know hideous in the preseason, but during the regular season, they're starting to improve each week. The running game's starting to get going a little bit. It needs help from the passing game to develop. The pass blocking is also improving each week. It, it's time. There's no reason to hold him back. It's not the 70s and 80s anymore. Who's the last quarterbacks that sat behind somebody that when they did come in, they really benefited from it. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre, a Hall of Famer. Uh, what Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith, who was a you know a really conservative but top quarterback at that time. You know that's not Trubisky. You know the Steelers were hoping, we was all hoping, but it would become obvious that he was not going to be the answer long term. So it's time, you know, he's going to take his licks these next few games, but he can learn in the process. Not all learning comes in ideal situations. So. I, I'm ready. I, I'm not worried about the wins and losses. I want to see growth and improvement, something that they have not shown for three straight seasons. Woo!
0: And they need that. And I think Pickett's the answer. Very well, Tony. Do you see any possibility where Mike Tomlin pulls a bombshell oh. tomorrow and says he's going back to Trubisky?
1: That would be that would be the the worst thing he ever did as a head coach if he did that. I mean, I think. Again, you know, Shannon has me all fired up. I mean, I, I want to run through a brick wall now after, the, after, <laughs> after he's so, he's so excited. And, uh, yeah, I think, you know, when, once you saw what, what, what Pickett brought to the table yesterday in terms of his, 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 uh, swagger, his charisma and his effectiveness, I mean, the offense looked competitive mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time with him in there. It looked capable of doing some damage. And, and, and the players seemed to rally around that. And, you know, uh, believe it or not, I think you do have to have, if you're a quarterback, you have to have a, a confidence that borders on arrogance. You know, uh, They said Dan Fouts, yeah.
0: Dan Fouts
1: <laughs> used to wear a, a, a baseball cap around the uh, Chargers facilities that said, head mf in charge. He has to, that, that guy has to be that guy. I mean, it doesn't always have to be like in your face screaming. I mm-hmm. mean, Bart Starr was the nicest guy in the world, but they said on the field, he would want to cut your guts out and show them to you. You know, that's, that's the kind of mentality you have to have in addition to talent, obviously, you need a talent, and I think uh, Kenny Pickett, you know, uh, he, he's your guy. And, and like Shannon said, why delay it? Why delay it? Uh, where are you going this year anyway with, with, with Mitch Trubisky or Kenny, as far as a, a true Super Bowl uh, type season? You might as well uh, put Pickett in there and, and get that clock started on his development process. And like the quote, Turk from the, the pilot episode of Scrubs, you learn by doing, learn by doing.
0: Hey I just watched scrubs a couple weeks ago. i yeah. we binge watched that that's great shannon um if you did hear laughter in the background, shannon was doing the the whole major league um, <laughs> Serrano oh, yes. um,
1: I was wondering what you were doing Serrano, I maybe, I uh, I maybe I had something on my shirt
0: um, <laughs> Testicular fortitude yeah. oh, okay.
1: uh, that um, makes sense now
0: the uh the big brass ones, I guess he was doing that motion from that movie. so that's that's the best way to go ahead and uh, and put that there because I can tell Tony was a little confused by that and you' you're not watching the show, but if you're listening, then now you understand. Um gosh, you have everybody fired up, Shannon. So let me ask you this, how much is it gonna cost in the live chat here to get you to get up to Buffalo to be in that locker room and fire these t- this team up? Uh they won't let me. They they don't even return my calls. I want to be their, you
1: know, get a,
2: mascot at least, you know, motivate them, but they don't return my phone calls. Just get a yeah. and stand outside the stadium. That's right. I need the some press credentials, you know, behind the school <laughs> curtain press credentials. There you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, they that those are like a unicorn, they're they're just not out there. And uh I, I'm fine at home, actually. I, I'm fine with my television and mm-hmm. uh With that being said, guys, I I want to talk about something here because, yeah, I I agree with both of you. I I don't think that there's any turning back here. And that's why you can say, you know, you cannot turn back now when you make that move. And Jeff Hartman and Dave Schofield have been saying this the entire time. And I have definitely agreed with them that, you know, once you make that move and sit down, Mitch, you know, it's for reals. You cannot go ahead and go back to that. But you also can't turn back from the fact that you had an opportunity to win some games Mm -hmm. and you're one in three at this point. Now, there's been a lot of concessions here and you're going to call me a homer. You're going to call me delusional and that's fine. But I want to talk about some comparisons to 20 years ago at this time. What was 20 years ago? It was the 2002 season. Comparisons? We're going to give you some comparisons that you probably didn't even think of. Well, the starting quarterback to start that season was Cordell Stewart. What was his number, Tony? It was number 10. <laughs> number 10. Same as one Mitchell David Trubisky. Shannon White, he was replaced in the third game with the Steelers down to Cleveland. Yes, that year, the Steelers happened to play the Cleveland Browns week three. In week four, they did start Tommy Maddox, but, and Tommy Maddox wore what number, Shannon? Number eight. Yes, same as Kenny
2: Pickett.
0: Uh, Tommy Maddox came out, had some growing pains against, even though he, he wasn't, He wasn't a rookie. He was a veteran, but he was making his comeback. And what happened there is they ended up, they were one and three after week four. They ended that season 10, five and one. And went to the playoffs, had that game in the snow against Cleveland, and they lost in the second round. But I think about the similarities, because when the team was at one and three back in 2002, same thing. Everybody was packing it in. You had a defensive standout and a guy like Joey Porter coming off the edge. You have that same guy. If he gets healthy in TJ. Watt. <clears throat> you have some really great players on that defense that aren't playing well right now, but it all started to come together with the quarterback change. And that's the, one thing that we could hope for here, but my question to you is, Shannon, you said something earlier said, you know, I don't care about wins and losses right now. Do you, do you really not care? Or if there's a possibility for a 2002, why not?
2: I'm not willing to sacrifice the development of the team player development for a a few wins and losses. Uh, you know, like last year they won nine games and that was on the clutch factor of the quarterback. Uh, but they had so many weaknesses. They were truly not a contender. They really weren't a playoff team other than the fact that they made the playoffs. (laughs) Um, but it didn't help them in their draft positioning. It didn't help them develop, you know, Claypool didn't develop. Johnson really didn't develop, uh, Harris was, mute, you know, because the offensive line was so subpar uh, that they, they won because of these guys, in spite of these guys, I should say. That's not improvement. That's not sustainable. It's it's hard to make, to go from worst to first, it, you know, to make that huge a turnaround. It's usually a two- to three-year process to go from being below average to a true contending football team. The Steelers did not progress last year at all. So now they have T.J. Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick is younger, uh, and Cam Hayward, who's getting older, who looks like he is no longer in his prime. Cam Hayward looks slow and ineffective without what? Now, so does a lot of the other guys, but he's a guy that you count on to make an impact, to take up some of that slack. He's not doing it. He's being blocked one on one, and yes, he was dealing with injuries towards the later part of the game and everything. But I'm talking about in the other games when he has been. Uh, he had a strong game against New England, but the last two have not been. Uh, so, you know, again, the 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 stewards are very very young. And they are in a rebuilding process. You have to be, if you are not a contending team, a legitimate contender, you're either rebuilding trying to get back there or you're trying to remain there. Well, they're not there. So I call that a rebuild. Now everybody else can call it whatever they want, but they don't want to waste the prime years of Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, Mink and Fitzpatrick. And they're going to have to take their lumps and it's a learning <clears throat> process but it's time to do it and do it now because they're they're just treading water. This non-losing season streak is meaningless. It's worthless. It, it doesn't help them get to where they want to go because they say before every season, Super Bowl is the goal. And there's no way they're even close to that at this moment. But hopefully if you develop Pickett, you got all this skill, position, talent, they could be there during Cam's career. But – you know, I, I, that's why I'm not as concerned about the wins, because sometimes wins are cheap,
0: and it, you don't really grow or learn from them. Tony, help me out with this, because Shannon does make a lot of sense, and I saw you nodding your head in approval, but my question is, just like in 2002, yes, I realized they did sacrifice draft position by winning, but you they still won games. What if this team starts winning games? What are they sacrificing?
1: Well, it all depends on how they win them. You know, like if it's like a lot like last year where it's just ugly, you're slogging along and you find a way to win in the fourth quarter, then, and, and you're not seeing any improvement from the offense. Then that's to me, you're not, you know, it's about, it's all about showing improvement. You know, it's about improving. We, cause we've seen the same thing now for three years. So it's about, you know, regardless of, of your, your win loss record at the end of this year, you have to feel like there's a great future with Kenny Pickett leading the way as, as a quarterback. And, and you also, you, you know, you have TJ Watt, hopefully coming back healthy. You have Minka, you have Cam Hayward maybe for another year or two, hopefully. So you have to feel like there's, there's, regardless of what happens this year, you have to feel like, like uh, there, there's a, there's a bright future ahead because you know, they are a young team. And, and to me, that's the most important part of this team is, is making is, is uh, Kenny Pickett's development. You know, uh, look at how quickly things turned around with the Bengals after after they you know found Joe Burrow. You know, it, it didn't take long uh, The thing about that. O2 team. And I agree. It's a great analogy. But they were coming off an AFC championship game. Of, they were 13 and three the year before. And they had a heck of a team. And the core of that team went on to win the Super Bowl a few years later. You know, you got Heinz Ward, Alan Fanica, uh, all those guys. Uh, it was a great that was a great core of a team. Joey Porter, all those guys. So uh, they just need a few. They They need to find a few pieces. We don't know about that right now all we know is this team has struggled for three years and they've gone through a a roster transition over the last few years especially on offense I mean it's a whole whole new offense compared to just four years ago so you need to see you need to start seeing improvement uh regardless I mean obviously I want to see them win as many games as possible but you have to start seeing improvement with this team uh especially on offense I get what
0: both of you are saying and I will never discount that because that's pretty good but this team has 13 games left to play and they have been in every single game that they've lost. They haven't been blown out. There were games that they were blown out last year. And I I get that now they have Buffalo coming up this week. You might be able to Mm -hmm. uh, change some people's minds if they lose 42 to 10 to Buffalo, but Buffalo hasn't looked exactly right this year. They pulled out a win yesterday. You know, they ended up coming back from being down 20 to 3, which was, I was thrilled, not because they beat the Ravens, which that always thrills me, but I was thrilled even more that Buffalo isn't going into the Pittsburgh game losers of two straight. I think that's a problem. You don't want to face, I would much rather face a three and one Buffalo team than a two and two Buffalo team because, and especially losing two straight, they might they might be desperate in their own right, and it could be a whole lot uglier. You know, this is this is definitely going to be a pretty good game, but what if Kenny Pickett goes in and electrifies this team and starts putting it together? And they end up winning that game. Next thing you know, this team is two and three going in to play a team at home. That is Tampa Bay, that's not right. They lost last night. They are not as strong as they once were. What if that happens and they elevate themselves to higher competition like they have in the past? And why not keep running for
1: running with it? Well, nobody, I mean, nobody's gonna concede anything. I'm sorry, <laughs> nobody's conceding anything. Yeah, you know, if they you know, these things change from week to week. Yeah, that's what's so great about being, you know, a sports fan. Your emotions and your opinions change from week to week. So if they if they go to Buffalo and win that game and Kenny Pickett looks spectacular, well, Accrshire Stadium is going to be rocking with Tom Brady coming coming to town the following week. So it's gonna it would change the perception greatly. But you know, obviously, we have to wait and see. Shannon, the goal is to win every game. I, you know, people, I've said I
2: wish theers would win every game, fifty one to nothing. Everybody's like, that'd be boring. I'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I, I want them to win every game. If they went winless, I mean, won every game during the season, won the Super Bowl, I consider that a success. I ever say, oh, you want it to be competitive. I really don't. Uh, mm-hmm. That being said, you have to grow and improve as you're winning. That is what has not happened in the last few years. Even when they win, it's like, well, they pulled that one out. Boy, that sure was close. That didn't about giving me a heart attack. It's always that way. They cannot blow nobody out. They can't have sustained success if they have a good first half. They have a bad second half. If they have a, you know, it's it's always it's never a complete game. Um, the big difference in two thousand two, and now is this team. The offensive line is a project that's coming together that I have hopes for, and I feel stronger about that offensive side of the football with Kenny Pickett. But the defense is no comparison because. Outside of your two outside linebackers at Hayward, who I scare is in decline, they the middle of the field is a playground. <clears throat> it's every mediocre quarterback's wet dream to <clears throat> play the Steelers because the middle of the field is wide open. I mean, just absolutely wide open. The linebackers can't cover nobody, and the cornerbacks, nobody in the league plays that soft zone defense where the cornerbacks are a mile away and come up to make the tackle. You watch every other cornerbacks, every other team's cornerbacks, and they're impressed. They're made coverage. They're trying to – they deflect passes. They're, they're in close coverage. The Steelers' cornerbacks are not fast enough, athletic enough, and good enough in coverage to try to play man defense. They are incredibly limited in what they can do. I think Flores would have more of an impact, but they're limited by their cornerback position. And now they've got injuries there as well. So I'm not seeing uh the potential. They have to figure out what they're going to do to fix that secondary, whether it's through the draft, which I don't trust them. So I think it needs to be free agency, which a lot of us wanted them to try to get in the bidding for one of these high price free agent corners. And they decide to go the other direction. I understand that. But if you watch them play and watch all the other teams in the league play at cornerback and you tell me that it's similar, they're playing an old style of football that Tomlin has learned coming down through the years, and it just doesn't translate in today's game.
1: Tony, do you have any rebuttal to that? Well, I mean – the only way you're going to make this secondary better, I think, I, I think we talked about this all off season. If, if you can't get, get to the quarterback, it's going to expose, the, it could expose the secondary. And that's what you're seeing. And, you know, uh, they, they, you know, who was it? Nate Archibald, whoever that guy was that was doing a co- color commentary for the CBS. I've I, I, I
0: believe Nate Archibald was a guy in
1: Tiny <laughs> that played for
0: the Celtics. So Yeah. I yeah. Don't know Adam
1: Archuleta. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Yes, he kept he kept talking about how impressed he was with the with the pass rush they were getting on Zach Wilson. They did. They were they pressured him a lot, but they weren't getting him. They they weren't getting to him. They weren't getting him on the ground. And that's that's the problem with this uh, team without Watt. They've had now what three sacks, I think, without Watt, and they're not really blitzing. I don't get it. I mean, if you know you're not if you're not getting home, then why aren't you blitzing? So that's the problem with this with the secondary. Is you know, like Shannon said, they're playing like soft coverage, and, and they're not getting home to the quarterback. Well, you, you're going to feast all day long on that, no matter who you are as a quarterback. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. The Steelers can't exploit the middle of the field, but it seemed like every other team is doing that to them. So uh, they, they're going to have to do something. You know, you're not going to be able to fix the secondary this year. So you have to find a way to fix this pass rush even before T.J. Watt gets back. So, wow, there is so much here.
0: There is so much to talk about. There are so many problems with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I understand exactly what you're saying. My maybe I'm just too much of a uh, a romantic, thinking that uh, not just Kenny Pickett, but the return of TJ Watt, the an improving offensive line, hopefully you know gets things together. Because I have seen movies like this that started with a one and three team. So. I, I'm still thinking there's some things that can that they can get together. So let's talk about the offense real quick before we get back to the defense. What's the biggest problem on offense now? You know, it was the offensive line and it was the quarterback. The offensive line's still not great. It's it's not awesome, but they ran better. And each week they continue to run better, and that running game is starting to look better. That team had 160. 116 yards on the ground yesterday Najee Harris had his his high of 73 I believe he had and starting to look much better is it the wide receivers is that what a lot of people thought was going to be a strength is that a weakness we've seen our good friend 4 TL thinks it's Claypool, And he talked before about, he asked a question before that I'll bring up now replacing him with porn. guys. What's the solution there, Tony, I'll start with you.
1: Well, I think, uh, they're, they're, they're not coming down. I mean, they're not making many, uh, uh they're not, they're not bailing their quarterback out, you know, all that often with, with making a 50, 50 catches. You know, we saw that last week, uh, the Thursday night game, uh, George Pickens did that, but those have been few and far between. Um, but by and large, they're just, they're just not getting open, you know, other than, you know, De- Deontay Johnson knows how to get open, but you don't see that. You don't see a whole lot of separation. I think that's the biggest issue I see with these receivers is they're not, they're not finding a way to get separation. Like you see, with the, like you see these other, like Corey Davis. I don't even know who that, I didn't even know who he was until yesterday, but I know him now. Cause he was always, seemed like he was always wide open, you know? Uh, so, That that, to me that's the issue is 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 finding a way to 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 create separation for yourself and they're just not doing I don't I don't know if that's because of the 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 way the defenses are 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 playing you know with so many men in the box and maybe they're not they're not running enough deeper routes I don't know but to me that's the issue is is you know you saw that the Browns game that Deontay Johnson didn't come down with that pass uh, from Trubisky was it late in the third quarter that could have changed the game. Yesterday, uh, you know, people were criticizing Pickett and Claypool for that interception, you know, but I mean, I guess if both made better plays, you know, it, it could be a touchdown or, or at least a, a long gain or at least not an interception. So I just think, you know, they have to start finding ways to, you know, Claypool's supposed to be a combat catch guy. We know Pickens is they just have to find start coming down with these. Uh, if you're not going to get open uh, wide open, then you have to find a way to, to uh, do a better job on these contested catches.
0: Shannon White, before I I go forward on this, Tony just mentioned combat catch. What do you think James Washington would have done in that game yesterday? I know he's hurt. He went to Dallas. But if you had a guy like James Washington that goes up and makes those tough catches like that in combat, that's one of the best things that uh, that he, of his game, the best aspects of his game. So is Tony right that you need a fighter there? And was James Washington the guy that they shouldn't have let leave?
2: I, I love James Washington, the individual, but as the receiver, he could not gain separation. It's hard for a four or five something wide receiver to be a deep threat. So he made contested catches uh because he was a good athlete, great leaper, and he was strong. But he was always making contested catches because he could never gain any separation. The difference is, and he was not very tall. He was not quite six foot. Claypool six four with a forty inch vertical, but when you jump and, and you don't go this way, that's vertical. This is horizontal, and it, and, and the 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 catch that he let go through of his hands to be intercepted. He had a five foot eight, generously corner on him he goes up and tries to catch it down here he could have done this he won't reach away from his body he won't high point the perfect example was the last pass of the game the hail mary into the end zone he threw it far enough and high enough and claypool and company was down there claypool was in position and wronged the goal line that he could have went vertical with that height and, yes, you know, there's a chance you're going to get laying on your head. You're going to get flipped and everything. But if you go back and you watch that replay, by the time that ball comes down, he is vertical. I mean, he is horizontal. He falls all the way back trying to catch that football to where he was horizontal time the ball got there. He, he cannot time his leap. He does not leap correctly, and he does not try to catch the ball away from his body. He, he makes himself small. So when it comes to contested catches, you don't throw it to him. They're not using the receivers right. Dave Schofield was talking about it today, and we had a discussion on our Slack channel. They are running the wrong place for the wrong players. They did a reverse yesterday to Deontay Johnson. The man offers nothing yards after the catch. If he gets touched, he goes down. He is maybe the worst contact balance in the NFL. What he is is an elite route runner. He can get open, but then he's got to catch it. The interception by Trubisky yesterday, he was open, a slant, there was Jordy Jarrett, hits him right in the hands, and he goes through for an interception. Claypool, you know, he needs to be in the slot, work underneath, use that large frame to show people. Don't expect him to go high and get the ball. That's George Pickens. The answer will be when these guys are used correctly with a quarterback that can get them the ball. That's why Kenny Pickett is so important.
0: All right. I'm going to go ahead and bring up some breaking news here. And this is a lot that we've talked about earlier on in the show. Ian Rappaport, this was just tweeted out four minutes ago. Dave Schofield just brought it to our attention. (coughs) The Steelers are expected to move forward with rookie quarterback Kenny Pickett, sources say, as the first rounder is set to replace Mitch Trubisky in the lineup. Pickett saw his first action on Sunday and is slated to be the quarterback moving forward. So that is exactly, uh, that helps answer a question. You know, let's hope Ian Rappaport is right on the money. I mean, you got to hope. But <laughs> I before before I go forward with that, I just got to say, Shannon, your passion today. I applaud you, man. That Woo! That is absolutely awesome.
2: And that's can the candy Pickett effect
1: yeah okay you're fired up <laughs> go ahead tony no i mean it's like we talked about earlier shannon made a great point that Slanta johnson that was uh that was intercepted it went off his hands he first thing he said was it was tipped it was tipped. well i mean that's what i mentioned meant earlier about you got to bail your quarterbacks out every now and then and and you know you're getting paid 18 or you're going to be getting paid 18 million soon. You, you got to come down with some of those catches. You know, if he catches that ball there, uh, maybe, you know, he goes for a long distance. instead it's intercepted and and it changes the game. And, and, you know, uh, yeah, so you have to, you have to be able to make the, the tough catch even when you're not open. They all, they all say they're open all the time. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> there's your, there's your opportunity to, 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 to prove, prove, prove them right.
0: DJ two says, did we really need that? tweet from Rappaport (laughs) not even Tomlin is dumb enough to go backwards like that um you know probably not but the thing about that tweet is we're waiting for word of everything being official and one thing that was asked of Mike Tomlin in that press conference yesterday was who's the quarterback going forward and he's he wasn't ready to do it he wasn't ready to say it which we got I got into some discussion um yesterday and the discussion was with jeff hartman on the postgame show and and dave kind of backed me a little bit just on saying that hey you know he's not going to go ahead and make that announcement on the postgame press conference if he makes that announcement he's going to make it on tuesday he's not going to fire somebody over a pre- press conference and you know this is a demotion for a guy like Mitch Trubisky, so we have been waiting for word. We got a little more word that that's going to happen. So we'll see what happens there, guys. Do you see? Do you see anything changing with Calvin Austin the third coming back? Do you think that might, uh, or is he lost for the season? I know he's going to be back, but when I say lost for the season, the fact that you've seen no preseason action out of him. You've it's going to be week five and he might be coming back in. Is that going to hurt this guy or is, do you think he might add a spark too, Shannon?
2: Oh, he's, he's definitely going to add a spark. I'm very excited about seeing Austin out there again. You know, they do these reverses and they do these sweeps and uh little check downs. He's the kind of guy that he can make guys miss. And if he makes you miss, he could easily take it to the house. He's got difference making speed that the stores haven't had uh, in any office position in years. So, and then having a guy like Pickett who will make the correct pre snap read, quickly get the ball to him in position accurately where he can do something with it. I'm really excited about seeing you know what he can offer them moving forward. And uh, so, yeah, I would love to see him come in. Uh, one more thing, oh, oh, Kowski. O- Ozuki. How do you say it? Oshieski. Oshieski. Um I mean, he's put the ball on the ground twice. And if it wasn't for James Bear making an incredible recovery yesterday, I don't know how he got that ball. There was four mm-hmm. Jets around and he got mm-hmm. it. But if it hadn't been for that, that's two he'd lost. Now one of them, you know, I mean, that's what he was brought here for to be a special teams guy. You got Steven Sims sitting on the practice squad who was a big play, made one big play every preseason game, who can return kicks, who can, you know, do those sweeps and reverses. Um, I think that he needs to be activated. And maybe, you know, Gunner being on the inactive list might wake him up. Or But the Steelers need a spark. There's other guys besides Pickett that could give a spark. Sims could do that. Um, and he does have NFL experience, so it won't be like, throwing a rookie in there and then like we said I think Calvin Austin third could be another huge spark because you know a big play here there a splash play can change the whole outlook of each game
0: all right so we're gonna get ready to get out of here soon but we're gonna finish this up with where do the Steelers need to make moves right now so what I'm gonna ask from both of you when I say make moves just anything it could be anything I'm not talking about uh switching from Pepsi back to Coke in the concession stand. What I'm what I'm saying is what can the Steelers do right now going into week five to make a difference? One on offense, one on defense. Tony, I'll start with you. You can pick whichever one you want to do first.
1: Well, on uh on defense, I mean they, they have to try to you know, figure out a way to to get more pressure on the quarterback, you know, and that's going to be a tall task to corral somebody like Josh Allen this week. So they have to find a way to, they did a great job against him last year, but that was with, of course, TJ Watt was in the game. Uh, so yeah, they're going to have to find a way to, 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 as they say, dial up the blitz. I mean, you have three defensive minds uh, back there. Uh, you know, Brian Flores is, is supposedly a guru and I think his track record, track record suggests that he is. So, You know, you have to. You can't remain status quo. You can't do uh, against Josh Allen what you did against Zach Wilson. I mean, that'll be a long day. You know, it's not. He's not going to wait to the fourth quarter to pick them apart. I can tell you that. So, you know, you're going to have to figure out a way moving forward to to do something about this pass rush because it's not going to. It's not going to work the way it's going, especially when you got these these teams you're coming up against. uh, You know, with with the Bills or the the Bucks and, and, and Eagles teams like that. You have to figure out a way. To fix this pass rush before TJ Watt comes back. What about offense, Tony? Well, I mean, a lot more. you saw on Sunday. I mean, if Kenny Pickett's in there, I mean, you know, he's certainly not afraid to, to um, uh, throw over the middle of the field. We saw that. I mean, that that play he made, the back shoulder play to Pickens, was fantastic. I and mean, that to me, that's an NFL level quarterback right there. But the the play he made the Friday when he stood when he stood there and and, and took that shot. That was magnificent. Maybe they'll start trusting these guys more to, to uh, go over in the middle, and, and I think that's how you have, you have to start attacking these defenses over the middle, over the middle, like like we've been talking about. And we saw that more with Pickett in there yesterday. Are you making any personnel moves on offense? Uh, I don't know where they can go at this point. I mean, I think maybe make Pickens your a starter is you know, uh, get, get, make him more of a focal point now that you have Pickett in there and and. And they seem to work well together. I, I think you, you you have to start maybe making him more of a focal point if you believe in him as a as a starter, and you and you're not afraid to to use him as a rookie. And why would they be? I think he's he 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 looks like he's ready to he, he he's just needs the right quarterback to be a stud. So I think uh, maybe make him more of a, the focal point of the passing game. Now that you have Pickett in there, Shannon, offense,
0: defense, special teams. What two big moves are you making this week?
2: Well, our knowledgeable viewers have already mentioned him. Uh, I do not understand Loudermilk not getting a hat, especially in the Browns game when Wormley is so porous against the run. And Loudermilk, we're seeing a situation that Hayward may need to move inside to <clears> lengthen <throat> his career. The man is one of the strongest defensive linemen in football. <laughs> he could hold up, but he preferred to play more of that in, in position. But if he starts to lose some of that quickness, to whereas he can't utilize his power, you know, to you need that quickness to get to the quarterback. He can move inside. And then Loudermilk, who was drafted to be kind of a Hayward clone, he's they say he made improvements in the offseason, but he's been inactive every week. I would much rather see him in there. Because you're playing Josh Allen. Josh Allen is the Derrick Henry of quarterbacks. He will run you over. If if he gets in the hole and he meets Devin Bush, Devin Bush got run over Sunday. He'll get run over by Josh Allen if that happens this coming week. Because Josh Allen is a power runner for a quarterback. And I think they need to limit him moving around and and make him throw the ball in there because when you put the ball in there, things can happen. Tibbs Fitzpatrick could you know come up with a big play, but if they let Josh Allen and him run the ball on them, they could be forty one to ten like you said earlier in the show. So I would like to see Loudermilk get a hat this week. Then on offense, it has to be Steven Sims because I think that he could give them a spark. Because I don't know when Austin's going to be able to get back on the field. Because you know, he's never played. So expecting a rookie to come <clears> in and <throat> but Sims could come in immediately, help with the kick return, solidify that, maybe give him a big play somewhere in there. So that would be the two moves that that I would make moving forward.
0: All right. I would like to see some more of DeMarvin layout. And I
1: would also like to, you like that, Tony, huh? I was going to, I was going to try to interrupt with that, but I'm glad you said it like Shannon you know, about playing more outside. Right. Is that, is that what you're going to say? Or I, I'm
0: just a, i am just I think that guy's a disruptor and the, yeah. and you're always seeing something out of it uh, might not be a lot in a game, but you're, you're starting to see some stuff from, from him there. And I would love to see, you know, guys like Demonte KZ. I think he has one more game before he actually gets to come back and then I would also love to see some Calvin Austin III mixed in there as well. Keep on going to a guy like Friar Muth. Go to Pickens. The youth movement, the one that a lot of people that's not realizing it right here. When they're talking about that you're in a rebuild. Well, the youth movement's here. Mm-hmm. You've got Pickett in here. You've got Najee, who is a second-year man. You've got a second-year man in... Fremouth you've got a second year man a uh, first year man in Pickens and maybe Austin you know you might see those young guys like you saw back in the early part of the uh, the new century when Heinz Ward was a young guy and Troy Edwards and and you had Antoine Randall L and you had a lot of youth there I mean Plexico was a young guy too and you had a lot of youth and you were trying to mix them in and it was getting started. So I would love to see the youth movement continue, but keep trying to win. And I'm telling you, I'm not saying that that the playoffs are a possibility. I'm saying make them a possibility. Keep on going and see what you can do to make it happen. So, guys, going forward, this was a hangover where we got a lot of stuff straightened out. Unfortunately. The live chat and the three of us, we don't work inside the building, so (laughs) we cannot make that change. We can just talk about what needs to happen, and I think it's going to be a fun week in Pittsburgh as we get ready for this game in Buffalo. Always a good time there. They upset them last year. Can it happen again. Well, let's hope it's never too crazy to ask, right? You don't ask, you don't get, so all I'm going to say is go Steelers. With that being said, this has been The Hangover. Make sure you check out BTSC, that's behind the still curtain, for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. And I gotta say this, it's been a rough week. It's been a rough three weeks. But if you keep it right here, you'll know what I'm saying now. Just when you think you've got all of the answers. We keep changing the questions. Shannon, why take me home? Woo! Woo, indeed. We'll see you next week.